Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Draft Picks Edition. I'm your host, Sarah Reed, and with me I have... Jacob Kuhn. Welcome, welcome. All right, let me start off with our Patreon supporter for this episode, Matthew Robinson. Thank you so much for supporting All Us Geeks and the Game of Crowdfunding. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right, well, let's start by going over the last two episodes. Uh, some projects have finished, someone has made some points, and some are almost there. So, Jacob, why don't you get started? I will start with my first franchise pick ever, which <laughs> was Train Heist. It did successfully fund at 261%, so it did really well. Um, had almost 700 backers raised just shy of $35,000. So it did extremely well. Um, and I'm excited to get my custom little, uh, cow meeples, cow, cowboy meeples, cowboy meeples yep. and the horses, cowboy meeples and the horses and they fit onto, oh, that's coming good. I love yep. it. I'm excited. That's awesome. So since that was your franchise, that earns you four points across the board. Heck yeah. Starting <laughs> off strong. Yep. All right. Well, the next one was my franchise pick and it was best treehouse ever. They are Almost funded. By the time you listen to this, it will have finished. They are, as of this recording, currently at 314% of what they were going for. So that's almost, it's about 47,000, almost 200 that they're at with over 2,000 backers. So, I mean, it's a small card game, so it's going to need a lot of people to get to this amount, but it's doing really well. Um, and like I said, it's going to end the day of this recording. Um, and so I'll get some points for that and I'll catch up. Um, part of the way, ketchup. Well, yeah. I'm just, just saying. I'm yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Another project that ended, this was uh, picked by both of us. Yeah. Um, was Valeria Card Kingdoms, but they did extremely well. It looked a little iffy for a while, but then it just rocketed. It finished at 450%, $63,000, almost 1,500 backers. It was just insane. How oh, yeah. fast it just rocketed up towards the end. Yeah, that was a good one. So nobody earns points on that one because we both picked it. Next up is Wizards Academy. Unfortunately, same situation. We both picked it, so no one gets points. But the best news is they funded. They made 142% of what they were going for. So a little over 63000 with almost 700 backers. So they did very well, and I'm going to be quite curious to see how that one I didn't back it, but I was very curious about it, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how people how it's received when it comes out. Yeah, I did end up backing that one. Uh, well, uh, I had backed it pretty early, but yeah, I'm still interested. It, towards the end, I was a little iffy about it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm still excited about it, and I'm, I'm sure it'll at least be a good solo game, which yeah. is fine with me. Very cool. All right, that was it for the first episode that we recorded. So on to the second one. I'll start off with Not Dice. They are not quite ended yet. They end April 30th, so there's still some time to get on. But the great news is they have funded. They're at 108% of funding. So they're just shy of 27,000 with just a little over 600 backers. So you've still got time to check out those really awesome, cool dice that are used for games and puzzles, and then they just look pretty. Yeah, definitely cool-looking dice for sure. And I paired up against that one, uh, the Titan series, which has not yet funded. Hopefully it will, because then I will whoop you in three of the four <laughs> categories. Um, <laughs> they're at 72% and 
and uh, right just shy of $98,000 raised out of the 135,000 that they need and it's still got a while it's going till the 30th of May so plenty of time for them to get funded and just you know uh blow your pick out of the water yeah not surprised we'll see how it goes we'll see all right uh next up we both pick Norse Saga so uh that'll be a wash for us. Uh for them though, unfortunately they're not quite funded. They're really close. They're ninety percent. They've got just about thirteen thousand five hundred of the fifteen thousand they were looking for. They got about four hundred and forty backers. They are going till April twenty eighth, so there's still time to get on that if that interests you. Yeah, that one I'm not terribly surprised it hasn't funded, purely because they're not a, a major company or anything. Yeah. But for the price that it is, I think it's 20 bucks and $1 shipping. Yeah. It seems like it's a game that you could at least take a chance on. So uh, hopefully people will get out there and uh, that way I can get my game. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, and then my franchise pick was Cosmic Run, which has actually finished. Uh, it finished just a few days ago and uh, 138%. And it raised uh, just $23,527. You know, just. I don't know why I said the word just in there at all. <laughs> but it had 673 backers. So looking forward to that. Dr. Finn does some great games. So uh, I don't think this one will be any different. Agreed. And since that was your franchise, that got you four more points. So you are at currently eight points to my whopping zero. And this may be the last time I have a lead. <laughs> We'll see. You never know. Sometimes it's the newest person to the game that wins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beginner's luck. That's what yeah. I'm hoping for. There you go. To be or not to be. That is the noun. Rabbit squirrels. Botched lobotomy. Potato. Potato wins it. To be or not to be. That is the potato. Bill Shakespeare's Dead is a fast-paced party game for five or more players. Get on your feet, act your heart out, and die dramatically. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll... Verb? Twerk! You'll twerk. Bill Shakespeare's Dead. On Kickstarter now. Visit us at tinyurl.com slash Shakespeare. All right. Uh, let's get on to the new picks for today. And Jacob, you get to start. All right. Well, my franchise pick for this week, and I'm really hoping you picked it as well, <laughs> was The Siblings Trouble. No, that one I didn't what? pick. What? Yeah. What? No. I was thinking right. about it. I was thinking about it. But go ahead. So it launched on April 14th and uh, finishes on the 13th of May. Right now it has 259 backers, so it's going strong. Uh, the funding goal is 18000 and it has just shy of 12000 as of this recording. And it's 25 bucks plus shipping, of course. But that's it's a good price. And basically what this game is, it's a storytelling game that's card driven and but it has some dice and it has some other things that you're using along with it and it's geared towards kids to help them generate some creative stories to tell the adventure that they're going on but honestly i could see adults playing this game and having fun or you know at minimum adults with their kids what it sounds kind of like to me is you take an rpg but instead of making everything be on the um, the players themselves coming up with the whole story, it's giving them a prompt like they find a cave entrance. And then so they have to tell the story about how they found this hidden cave entrance and they can be as creative as they possibly can. You know, so if they're just learning how to tell stories, then their story might be a very simple one. 
But if they're getting a little bit more skilled at it, they could get a really elaborate uh, story. And it just seems really neat, uh, really creative use of a game for kids. Yeah, that sound, it does sound like a really cool game. So hopefully that funds, although hopefully not as well as my pick. I'm going to put up against it Skulldug. This one sounds really cool. Because you're exploring, it's it's a pulp adventure board game, and I just, I really like that theme of it, the pulp adventures, and you're exploring this deadly cave, and you're racing to get the treasure and escape with it, and so you've got this really cool, where you're exploring the map, so it's a, a new map every single time, and you're trying to get some equipment, and you're, you've, you're uncovering monsters, and it just sounds like a lot of fun. It, it's a little on the longer side, I mean, not long, it's 45 to 90 minutes, but it plays two to five players, so I think that's really cool. And you're just trying to use your wits to get past traps and get out there. So that looks really cool. They are looking for $20,000. They're currently at 11818 with 230 backers. And it goes until May 15th. Yeah, I checked out that project. I didn't end up going with it, but uh, it looks like a pretty cool project. And it to me, it kind of reminded me of if you take escape and slow it down yeah, and uh, make it competitive. And it was that same kind of theme. So it carries on the same thing, but you're experiencing the new tiles or you're discovering them as you go. So I thought that was kind of kind of a neat twist on it. I'm not really super into the pulp comic ah. adventure thing theme. It's just not for me, though. <laughs> well, that's cool. So for the second round, ooh, I'm going to do a franchise pick. Uh, I'm scared. I am going to choose Phoenix Dawn Command. I did not pick that. In oh. fact, I did not even see this project, so I'm, I'm going to be listening really hard right now. Okay, well, probably one of the reasons why you may not have seen it is it's a role-playing game that is card-based. So I do play role-playing games with uh, my group. I mean, we meet like you know, once a month. So we're not like really diehard role players, but we really enjoyed. In fact, that's how we kind of came together is through role playing. So I like to check out role playing projects every now and again, especially when they do something interesting. And this game does two things interesting. One, it uses cards instead of dice. Um, so you do, it's, it's got card management. So you have a hand of cards and you've got to use them effectively as you play the game. But it has another twist. In that when you die, you actually get stronger and you can get new cards that are better than what you had before. But you can only die so many times. I believe if I remember it was like seven times. So it, it's got two really interesting twists to it. The card base instead of dice based. And then also this thing where you are getting stronger as you go along each time you actually die, but you can only die so many times. So you as a group have to manage your deaths, I guess, for lack of a better word, to accomplish what you need to accomplish before you all die. So it is a bit more of a, a darker uh, setting and campaign with this this dealing, but the whole thing is your phoenixes. So you, you die and you rise stronger than you were before. So they're looking for quite a lot, but I imagine this this is a pretty big game to create because you've got the you need a huge role-playing book as well as all these cards they're looking for thirty-eight thousand five hundred. they are almost there with thirty-three thousand one hundred and forty-four, which gives them at 86 percent so that's really good and they're at 545 backers but it's only going till may 6 so they don't have a lot of time left 
to get there, but I really hope they do because this seems just like a really cool new way to do a role playing game. Yeah, it does sound really cool. I am not actually into RPGs, not because of choice, really. It's just never been one of my game group things that's happened. So I've only ever played like a one off RPG twice. Oh. So I literally have no idea if I would like RPGs. Yeah, that's a hard one to judge unless you've really tried it more than, well, more than twice. I'm hoping also this one will be more accessible, kind of like how they did Pathfinder Adventure card game, although there's really not a whole lot of role-playing in there. You can add role-playing to it, but it's still more of taking the role-playing system and making it a board game, where this is taking a role-playing system and adding board game elements to it. So I'm also hoping this might make it more accessible to those who have not played role-playing systems before, but are used to card games. Yeah, it sounds like a really cool system, I I think. uh, And it's a cool idea with the whole Phoenix. Yeah. That's neat. So I have to pair up one against that, huh? Yeah, you do. I'm going to go completely in a different um, vein, (laughs) since none of mine are RPGs. (laughs) Cuisine a la carte is what I'm going for. Okay. It launched on the 10th of April. It finishes on the 10th of May. Currently has 231 backers. The funding goal, they're looking for $15,000, and currently they are just under $10,000. It's $30 for the game. It's a little expensive for, uh, in my opinion, for the game, but it's a deck building game where the theme is your cooking and a cooking show. And uh, before I moved to Germany, literally my background sound a lot of the time would be those cooking shows. I just love them. I think they're fantastic. And uh, so this is basically, there are three judges and they have specific wants and needs like salty or um, extra carbs or sour or whatever it is, some culinary thing that they want. And so you are building a deck of different food items to create your your dish. And then one of the coolest things I think about the game is they have these combos, but it's not just like if you play this card, you get the action. Each card might have an action or each menu item might have an action. But then if you pair it up with other food type that it goes well with, so it's in the same region that it comes from, then you'll get an additional action. So it's kind of like Star Realms in that way, which is kind of neat, but it's it's the different theme that, you know, how many times have you played a game about cooking shows? Yeah, not very often. The only cooking restaurant one I can think of is Restaurant Italia, but that's very different. And then I can think of two others. Some reason this popped in my head right now. Mamma Mia, which is about making pizza, and then Diner, which just came out by Dice Hate Me Games. So yeah, this is a really neat theme that uh, is still somewhat unique. Yeah. Um, and I watched a Rado video of it and it, it seemed like an interesting deck builder. I know deck builders are kind of getting old and everyone's used to them by now, but as long as they're fun, I don't really care if it's a deck yeah. builder, if it's a worker placement or whatever. It's a fun game. It's how the mechanic is used. Yep. So that's my pick. So this next round, it's what I go first. Is that what's happening right now? Yep, that's what's happening. All right. So the last one that I have is Hard Day's Night. Ooh, Hard Day's Night. 
All right, go for it. This was another project. I saw the video on Rado because I watch all of his videos. <laughs> it launched on the 13th of April and it finishes on the 14th of May. They have currently 129 backers. They're looking for 17,000 dollars and um the right now they're at about 5700 so they still have a good amount of ways to go $39 for the game and it is well first off it's puntastic cuz hard days night is not n i g h t it's k n i g h t mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know obviously it's playing off of hard days night by the beatles right yes i, I think so so <laughs> um yeah brain's not but, working today <laughs> Yeah, mine either. I need my mid-afternoon nap and and you just got up. So (laughs) we both have our excuses. Yes. So the idea is that you are um, competing against your opponents and you have dice that you have three dice and they have different size to them. There's shield, there's a path, there's an axe and two or quests to come out one less than there are number of opponents. And those quests will require you to have certain symbols on there. But some of them might have more symbols than you have dice. So you have these cards that, uh, again, the the punniness comes out. Like one of them is Thieving Steven. So it's a, a picture, a caricature of Steven Tyler. And it allows you to mess with your opponents, I think, by just stealing one of their cards, I believe. Uh, it could be a die. I can't remember right now. Um, another one is... Stan Francisco, pretty <laughs> sure it's um, based on Jerry Garcia. Pretty positive. I don't really know, though, because it has some creepy little dancing bears in the background. Mm-hmm. And that one allows you to switch dice with someone else. So you're trying to match the symbols on your dice to the quests. And it goes in an order where you are using your cards first if you are the lowest villager. And if you get all the way up to the king, you will then be able to go last and first in claiming a quest. So you have to kind of keep cards back to protect you against the other people. And then you have to know when to when to hold your cards and when to fold them. Oh, wait, no, that's uh, another song. All the stories that they go, it's actually, it's pretty, most of it's music-based puns. But there are some, um, there's one that was... Uh, political something. I had Obama and I think Biden going up, I don't know, against someone. Yeah, it's kind of strange. But in the story, it talks about like what's happening on this quest. And so it actually, when you need two path and a shield, they talk about how they had to go up a windy path and Hmm. find another little hidden entrance. And then you had to protect yourself from the dragon so it actually fits in so you have the shield and the two paths and so it's cool um dice rolling which is always fun and it it's definitely a little take that so you do have to uh to be careful on that but um it it sounds like a cool game and hopefully it'll get up to funding yeah that one sounds uh it could be funny. It The only thing I worry about is if you don't get the inside choke, well, then it's just not funny. But overall, it's lighthearted, so it, it really shouldn't matter. Right. All right, I'm going to put up against it Hoplomachus Origins. I really hope I pronounced that correctly. This is not exactly the third in the series, but there's two games before this one that are Hoplomachus the Lost Cities and Hoplomachus Rise of Rome. Now I haven't actually played any of these, but I know that they're very they're very popular and I find that it very interesting like if I were going to play a squad tactic 
type of game, I'd probably try this one. So it says it's kind of a light to medium strategy squad tactics. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of uh, one versus one, or you could do teams. Or I think I actually saw there was a two-player co-op variant. But what I like about this is the theme is historical. It's a little bit of a mythological twist to things. So you've got some of the invented civilization, you know, fabled civilizations through the Roman Empire. Visually, it's very interesting because they're all like large, high quality poker chips. Um, so it's not miniatures, but it's these poker chips and you have all the information on the face of the chip, but it's in a stack and the pieces underneath your unit it is the amount of health. So you've got this visual, when you're looking across the board, you've got these different heights of stacks. So you can see, okay, this is a really tall stack. So this guy's got a lot of health. So I think it's a very interesting way that they've developed the mechanisms. And I'm not exactly sure what this adds to everything. Uh, well, Origin, so it takes you back to the beginning of the story. It has small battle arenas. Um, there's three unique civilizations, so it sounds like it adds quite a bit to it. It's a one to two players, although it still says somewhere that it has a four player team battle, so you could expand it to that many players. Now, the interesting thing, too, is it says it's only 30 minutes, so again, it's not a very long, drawn out uh, squad battling type of game, so I think that would be where I would jump into the genre if I was going to. Oh, and I should probably say this it's uh, $38 for the main level. Yeah, $38, and then it looks like you can go up from there to, does it have the, has a lot of add-ons and things, so I'm not sure if there's a level that includes the previous ones, but hopefully it does. So, they're looking for 26000 they're at 14467 they have about 220 backers, and it goes until May 12th. So you've got some time to get on there. Oh, and they're 55% funded. Awesome. I honestly don't know anything about that series at all. So um, I'll look into that now. Yeah, it's been on my radar because uh, I've talked to the designers a couple of times, uh, follow them on Twitter and Facebook. So I'm aware of it. I know I'm pretty sure Jeff and Jordan have played previous versions. So I think that's where I probably first heard about it. So it, it is very, um, it's around there. It's very interesting, uh, and, and how they've developed it. So, all right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. I do have a couple of shout outs. I'll go over, uh, quickly. I have to give a shout out for the treasure chests that Jamie, uh, Stegmeier is doing. I haven't gotten the previous chests and I probably don't have the money right now, but these are awesome looking. If you are looking for high quality shaped pieces to replace boring old cubes, in your games, I would highly recommend checking it out. It's called Three New Treasure Chests of Realistic Resource Tokens. That's a long one. Just if you look for realistic resource tokens or something, or treasure chest, it should come up. They really don't need the shout out because they're at 506% funded. So they're already at 126,500 with uh, almost uh, 1,500 backers. Now it is a short campaign, uh, as Jamie has tended to run for the tokens lately. So it only goes till April 29th. But if that's anything that you're interested in, I would definitely check it out. One treasure chest will be $35. However, if you go in for three, it's 89. So it's less per chest if you go for more. And there's a nice chart on there that shows what the resources can be used for some of the popular games. Also really a lot of high detailed pictures of what they look like. And they just 
look really awesome. Yeah, I ended up getting the first one um, after the, the fact. And I'm yeah. tempted on these three. I would really like them, but I don't know how many of my games I can use them for. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, Yeah, I'm torn, you too, on that yeah. one. I, I mean, it's a good amount of money, and so it, it, you definitely have to make sure that it's going to be used. Yeah, exactly. So. And that's kind of why we haven't dipped into it, but I have a feeling we probably will eventually. And the nice thing is the first treasure chest is available on Amazon. So he, I assume, is going to make these three available on Amazon. They will cost more later, but they will be available if you need to buy them in smaller chunks. All right. My second shout out is Evolution Game System. Now, I backed the first Evolution last year and our first edition of it. And, uh, well, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. You're, you're um, evolving dinosaur species. At first, everybody starts off as, if I'm going to get the term right, herbivores, and then you can make them carnivore. And so you can, you can eat others. You can either eat, you know, when you get to carnivore, you can eat your opponents or you can eat your own, but you know, it's still point-based, more of a Euro-style game. This Kickstarter is interesting because it's for a second edition of the game, which unfortunately for me and those who have the first edition, it does change a bunch of the cards. But if you have the first edition, you can back for the expansion which is the other part of this, and you'll get replacement cards to try to make you whole, to equal you up to the second edition. It replaces quite a lot of the cards. So the expansion adds flight, so you can add wings, which is cool. It costs more in terms of how you need to feed your um, creatures, but now you have a new high-level platform that you can get food from. So it's kind of interesting in how that works out. So just the expansion is 25 Um, If you want a second edition copy of Evolution, it's 55. So, and then I think there's, ah, yeah, 75. You get the second edition and Flight. So this is a good point to jump on if you haven't gotten it before, or if you did get the first edition, this is the only way that I know of that you can get the second edition cards to upgrade your first edition. Yeah, I kind of wonder if they're going to end up putting those in the uh, BGG store at all. I hope so. They've been talking like they're not, but I'm hoping if enough people explain to them, hey, yeah, you just put them up to BGG, it, you know, it's a great way to get it out to people. I'm hoping they will do that. But last time I looked, which was probably earlier this week, they hadn't talked about that. So we'll see. I hope so. Uh, and I actually do have one. I forgot that I had one and I, when I told you earlier oh, okay. that I didn't. So I do. Um, okay. Go for it. This one is The King's Abbey. It's a strategic abbey building game, which I love how they say that as if there's a (laughs) non-strategic abbey building game. I've never heard of an (laughs) abbey building game. so But it was on previously and wanted 36,000 for its goal. Came back on and asked for 18,000 and just did a, a more basic version that they then kept all the upgrades that were already in the first version's plans and just did them as stretch goals. And now it's almost at that 36000 that it was asking for with something like 26 days. So it seems like a really cool game where you are um, working to advance your abbey, build, add in different things there, train some of the um, citizens to become... I don't even know why I'm, I should know these things, but they are becoming clergy. Clergy, that's the word I was looking for. Yes. I'm like, what <laughs> the heck is the word, says the missionary. That's a bad choice. <laughs> you really do need a nap. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, so they have, um, they just have some really interesting things. You have to fight, fight against the barbarians. And I, I don't know if they're actually called that crusades. That's what it is. 
And then, so you have to make sure you're allocating dice to certain things that will give you benefits. It just seems like a pretty interesting game. And it's, I think, this guy's first game and project. Mm-hmm. So, looks pretty neat. And they also have solo rules. So, again, um, yeah, well, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, I really hope they succeed. Uh, he succeeds this time because I did see that before on, on Kickstarter. So, yeah. And, and he cool. has, I mean, we're only two stretch goals away from having exactly everything that was in there, which comes with, it'll be then a one through five player game which is excellent yes and then after that it's he's got some like kickstarter exclusive clergy training token and then a character expansion Mm -hmm. and i always like when they add extra characters in so you can choose oh yeah having choice is always good so yeah that was my shout out all right well then that's it for us today uh hope you've enjoyed as always feel free to give us feedback you can always post on the all is geek pages. There's always a comment section at the bottom. Um, you can also contact me on Twitter. I'm at EurogamerGirl. Um, and on BGG, I am Silva Shadow, S-I-L-V-A-S-H-A-D-O. Jacob? You can find me on Twitter and BGG as Jacob J. Kuhn. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, it is J-A-C-O-B-J-C-O-O-N. I live in Germany, so everyone spells Kuhn wrong here. So I'm getting used to spelling that right. And I used to say, you know, like a raccoon. Oh, that doesn't work here because uh-huh. that's Voshbear. No. Oh. Coon, like Voshbear. Nope, nope. No. Nope. That doesn't work. Don't work. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. And thanks for listening to us. And always go out there and pick a winner. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find the Game Crafter Official Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to the tabletop game print-on-demand company, The Game Crafter, and its growing community. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.